Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. The Von Miller situation. Mike Danger. The Bills traveling to Arrowhead to take on the Chiefs. It's a big one. Chiefs week. You gotta get it. This is one you have to have. Gene Bataglia. It's the attitude. It's the attitude adjustment. I want to see. Go into Arrowhead and knock some heads around. And I think Sean McDermott's good off the bike. You know, we gotta win these five. I'm convinced that this game is gonna be a global sport. I think you're gonna see a very global NFL. The Red Wings are gonna win this game. Final score is 5-3. to three. I would prefer that we gain the line with entry. Absolutely incredible in-season tournament that's going on in the association. Baseball's hot stove is getting warm. That Juan Soto trade again. It appears likely that he'll be a Yankee. Wow! The Red Sox and Yankees made a trade yesterday. Headlined by off-feeder Alex Verdugo heading to the Bronx. It's showtime! That's private. Everybody found a new reason to blame Dave Roberts for something. 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan. Rochester. Hey, good afternoon. Pull up a stool and join us. Welcome on into the sports bar. It's Danger and Bataglia. Glad you're with us and listening along at 95.7 FM, AM 950. We sound our best in the free-to-download Odyssey app. And we've got our video stream up for you now. You can watch the sports bar at the Fan Rochester on YouTube and on Twitch. Don't forget to like and subscribe while you're there. I'm Mike Danger over there. That's Gene Battaglia. It's like the new car smell here in the studio today. So it's a little unnerving that we have new microphones that are like half the size. I'm Mm. just getting used to this. Mm -hmm. How's it sound? Uh, It remains to be seen. I know we've got people monitoring right now and listening. I can tell you right now that when I back up like this, I can – it's – it's a little wide. It feels a little wider when I'm listening, hmm. uh, if that makes sense. I just know that the old microphones had to go. They couldn't handle the heat that you and I spit every single <laughs> afternoon here in the sports bar. So we needed something with a little bit more, just a little bit more weight, a little bit more heft, which is what we have with these new studio microphones. That or just the other ones are so old. I remember. Uh, 
This is going back a couple of reporters from the era. Do you remember the story? Erica White came into the studio. She used to be the uh, reporter for the Amherst and Nighthawks. And she looked at the microphone like, I can't talk into that. And it's like, oh, it was pretty, pretty grody. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's like a piece of Wheeze's dentures <laughs> in there. Like, oh, look, there's a pastrami sandwich from Jines wedged in the mesh of the microphone. That's cute. Oh, some cigarette smoke from Joe Capagreco yeah. making its way in. <laughs> so new microphones in the studio and a big thank you to Derek, the pizza dude, for uh, hooking us up. I mean, I know he for the, for him, this is like sex. I mean, he sees these things like, yes. Let's get these microphones in the studio. Yes. Look at how good they are. Look at how great they are. So I'm not going to, I'm going to reserve judgment. I'm not going to say anything negative about the new microphones, but I subtly can tell just a little bit of a difference in how I sound and how you sound. And you know what we hear a lot, by the way, when we uh, go out, when we, we have the chance to talk to you more on that in a second, is that Gino and I sound alike. We hear that a lot. Like, I can't tell you guys apart. You have to say, I'm Mike Danger. He's Gene Battaglia, and your voices are very similar. Which I don't get for one second because I'm Mike Danger. I'm on 98 PXY. You you have the professional the, voice. I'm fumbling around over here. Pizza Dude claims that this will now make it a lot more clear and distinct as far as who's who on the show. That's his claim. That you'll be able to tell that I am Mike Danger and that he is Gene Battaglia magically now easier, more easier now because of these new studio microphones. So you know, yeah, it's, it's it, a new it, day You don't have to say bar. we hear that. We hear that on the show where guests like they misidentify us. <laughs> One of our guests yeah. will be joining us today. Did it uh, famously five times. Five times. Yeah, the first the time we had. Well, how far we've come with our buddy PJ Glasser, and you were wrong with him earlier today. I was talking about the Chiefs and Bills, and spoiler alert, because I had to make a pick. Right? It's weird. You know where the line is right now? It's gone down to one and a half. It has gone down today. Now, why? What is that? There's a lot of money coming in on Buffalo, and. I told PJ it looks like a trap, and I'm going right into the trap here. How could you not take the Chiefs at home, hardly giving up anything here? And he kind of agreed on that. He was asking for player props, and I told him, don't get on the Gabe Davis wagon. I'm sorry. Yes, he popped in Philadelphia, but it is just way too up and down. Look at Khalil Shakir. Maybe look at Dalton Kincaid as secondary options there. Uh, We'll get PJ's thoughts here on some of the uh, plays in the NFL and also the college football playoff. Is there anything to be said for getting uh, in on the action right now a little early? Yeah. PJ Glasser, the host of BetQL's Send It In, where Gene made an appearance earlier today. He'll be joining us here at around 325 Odyssey Sports Betting Insider and Insider Calls presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. By the way, uh, week 14 gets underway tomorrow night. Barn burner of a, a game between the, the Patriots and the Steelers. Did you see what the over-under on that game is at right now? Let me guess. 30? It's at 30. (laughs) Yeah, I got it at 30 and a half. It's like Iowa, except professionally. It's insane. And it'll go under. Yeah, we'll talk to uh, PJ about that and more uh, here in just a couple of few. And joining us in the four o'clock hour uh, with his practice report from the Buffalo Bills in Orchard Park, Dan Fates, 13 Web Sports. Yeah, so he'll be on his way back from Orchard Park. We're going to get into a lot of this today. I mean, the, the good news for the Buffalo Bills today is they're getting a little healthier. There were some guys uh, that uh, are still dinged up, but we'll get Dan Fates thoughts on everything happening with the Buffalo Bills, including... 
One Von Miller, Dan Fates in the 4 o'clock hour. You can join us anytime at 866-4-FAN, 585-866-4326 if you want to pull up a stool. Here in the sports bar, uh, we heard from Brandon Bean today coming out of the bye. Uh, we heard from Sean McDermott today. Uh, coming out of the bye, and you mentioned it, Von Miller, uh, of course, the number one story that that uh, everybody wanted to know about, and opinions are kind of split on this one, Gino. I think there are some people, some fans, who can't really comprehend why Von Miller is on the field, why Von Miller is on this team. Did the Bills, as an organization, fail to do the right thing, or is the right thing actually letting the process play out, not punishing a guy until you have all of the facts and everything is is in place. Or is today just Wednesday and the story is fluid and it could change by the time Sunday comes around? I think that's also part of it. Uh, I don't want to wave my finger. If we learned anything from the Matt Ariza situation where something looks bad on the outside until you get all the details, you have to let the authorities do their job for good or bad. But... There was one thing that Brandon Bean said today. I was like, mm. wish he hadn't said it or phrased that something differently here. Uh, we've got plenty of Brandon Bean talking about Von Miller. If you're a fan wondering if Von Miller should play. Brandon Bean earlier today. Every week we're trying to put the best 48 players. That's, you know, doesn't matter what, you know, name it says on your jersey or number. We're trying to put the best 48 out there to win. And yes, that will continue to be evaluated um, every week. And if we feel that, you know, Vaughn is not one of the best 48 that week or all the weeks, then that's what we'll do. But um, we're hoping it's it's um, it's around a year now that he's had had that surgery, you know, and sometimes, you know, it just it just takes time. I think you saw that with Trey last year as well. Um, it's hard when you in this, in a situation where you have an injured player that misses all the off season and all a training camp, OTA's training camp, you can't really replicate a training camp. So you're trying to work them back. Yet practices are not like training camp practices. And then you're in the games and you're trying to find that number of snaps. He's played less snaps than he's ever played. That's a fine line too because you also have to be like. You know, like a basketball shooter, you got to get up enough shots to start filling your rhythm. And so um, all those things are into consideration. But uh, yeah, every game we're truly going to try and, you know, we got to win these five. So we're going to try to put out the best 48 we can. I, uh, I, I know I'm pulling that specific quote out of context in that he did, you know, mention Von Miller and whether or not he should be disciplined and all of the things that he said in his opening statement about Von Miller. But isn't Brandon being just a great politician? Not once did he talk about anything off the field other than Von Miller, the player, Von Miller, the injury, Von Miller, the recovery, the team needing to win these games, the team needing to get the best 48 players. I mean, like no mention at all of any of the off field issues concerning Von Miller right but this was and i don't know if we have it or not here but the idea that brandon being calling the allegation serious while adding that they seemed out of character for a person who's come to know over the past year all right so let, let me start from the beginning with with brandon bean's opening statement here uh 30 seconds of brandon bean on von miller obviously we were made aware last uh thursday about the situation regarding von 
Um, about probably the same similar time that you guys heard about it. Um, checked in with his his agent, and then obviously with the the NFL, and you know, as as you probably read or heard, there was multiple versions of you know what happened, and so um, there's not a lot that I can say. Uh, Vaughn is here; he'll be a part of the team, and you know we'll let the investigation and and we'll follow. Um, the lead of the of the NFL uh, from that standpoint. Okay, so there's your standard okay. kind of company line right. statement. N- nothing, no, no issues, right? With that opening comment. No. What about the Brandon Bean? Uh, what about Brandon Bean talking about Von Miller and whether or not he should be disciplined? You have to let it play out. I guess is the best way to say we don't. I mean, if if you get into you know sitting guys or disciplining guys without you know, the right information, that can be a little bit dangerous too. We weren't there. We're, we're not the investigators. We don't, you know, obviously, you know, we had our conversations with Vaughn and understood, you know, what he believes happened. And and so uh, from that standpoint, we, you know, we can't get into it. It's, it's an open investigation. And so we'll just, you know, we'll let the legal process play out and, and you know, he'll participate like normal. Uh, in practice any thought to the release of von miller brandon bean earlier i don't think we have a lot of information other than our conversation with vaughn and his representatives in the league like um you know other than you know the media reports and things like that um so we you know we don't have we've not been able to have conversations with people who are on the scene investigating um the call and things like that so um, you know, it's it's very early in the process, and those people in Dallas aren't just going to get on the – they're not worried about the Buffalo Bills. They're going to do what they do on the timeline that they do it. And, again, we'll, we'll take the lead of the NFL um, for how, you know, how we move forward. I mean, we kind of knew that this was exactly what the Bills were going to do and how the Bills were going to respond and how the Bills were going to react. But as of right now, it doesn't feel like Von Miller is going on – any sort of paid leave commissioner's exempt list isn't being brought up and he's back at practice and we'll play this weekend. There was an out here and maybe this would happen. Does anybody think that Von Miller has added anything of value to the Buffalo Bills defense this year? I'm just talking about 2023 just from a football standpoint. And don't give me the leadership thing because leadership can come from any one of these guys on this team. You could still just make him inactive. Like, and you could just say, we, and that's what Bean's saying. We want to put the best 47 on the field, regardless of name or number. That's the seed he might be planting here because I could make the argument that AJ Epineza deserves more snaps or maybe allow Kingsley Jonathan more snaps. And therefore, you're doing just, you're sitting Vaughn aside and you're actually, in my opinion, Trying to help your team win football games here because Von Miller on the field has done nothing this year. He came back too soon. Uh, head coach Sean McDermott also spoke to the media today, and he had some thoughts on the Von Miller situation. Listen, I, I will say it's it's a very serious situation. There is there is no ifs ands or buts about it. It's very serious, um, and something that we take very seriously. I take very seriously. Um, beyond that. Again, we've discussed that internally um, since it ha- since the time it happened, or the reports that came out. Um, and so, um, beyond that, I'm not I'm not um, 
going to address it right now. Brandon addressed it. We obviously met on it. Uh, we've had great communication about it and collaboration, and it is a very, very serious situation and um, something we don't take lightly at all. And Sean McDermott also addressed the play of Von Miller so far this season. Well, I think like anything else, you, you're trying you try and evaluate every week, uh, every day at practice, um, and we'll do that today and as well as tomorrow. Um, you know, some of what we're doing is to to continue to try and get him where he was a year ago, um, and that's why I mentioned what I mentioned. Um, that process took place uh, last week as a staff. We sat down and said, hey, what, what else can we do to continue to try and, and move this thing? Um, and so that's, that's, uh, that's the plan uh, that was put together by our medical staff. Yeah, uh, You're not seeing Von Miller inactive this weekend. He'll be out there. Hard to imagine that they would view him as not one of the best 48 players on the field. Even though he hasn't played like one of the best forty eight, no, I like honestly danger. It's I, I I will listen to the argument that maybe before any of this happened, get him off the field, give him a month, and maybe he could get right there. If you need a stretch run in the postseason, um, we're gonna have to find that 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 soundbite where Brandon Bean is talking about that doesn't seem like the character uh, that we know of Von Miller. And I would just kind of ask him the question: Did you not do your due diligence or anything when you brought him up? Right. And this pattern of behavior may not be all on Von Miller, but it might be on who Von Miller associates with as well. But it certainly is a pattern because this it's not like this happened 15 years ago once. No, this happened just a couple of years ago while he was still in Denver, something similar. And you kind of knew that that you, you, you kind of know that you're running that risk. I, you know, Von Miller gives off the impression that he's not capable of any of this, that, that this is not the kind of guy that he is. When you when you hear him speak, when you spend time around him, when you watch him on the field, all of that. You, but we're not there. We don't know. None of us do. No, but I go back to, you know, some things stick with you when you're a kid, right? And if you grew up in Greece, if you live in Greece and you're driving down Long Pond Road, there's Brookside Elementary. I went to Brookside Elementary. And my fifth grade teacher was Mr. Lown. And Mr. Lown, first day of class, before any of us knew who he was, taught us about accountability. And he wrote on the blackboard, you are responsible for the position you are in. And he made us recite that. And I, to this day, I remember that. So where you could say, well, you know, it's the, the, the situation and maybe it's this, maybe it's that. Von Miller is in this situation. He is responsible for being in this situation. For sure. Absolutely. I, I love that you got accountability lessons in fifth grade. If if more people got those accountability, accountability, if you're a teacher, put that on the blackboard. It'll stick lesson. with your students. It's a great lesson. I don't know that most kids know what accountability means. Like you hear that word and you're like, well, what accountability? I don't understand. What is that? It is you being responsible for the position that you are in. Uh, and and for Von Miller, it's the choices that you make and the people that you associate with that have you where you are right now. Now. Um, Von Miller aside, uh, the team did get back on the practice field, and Von Miller was on the practice field. We also saw the return of Dawson Knox, the 21-day window for him to uh, return, the practice window for him to return Von off of Von Miller was not on the practice Oh, he was not on the practice field No, no, field no, 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 no. Veterans Day of Rest. That's why I'm saying mm. they're threading a needle here. 
Now, others have pointed out that coming off the bye, the Bills have given the Veterans Day a rest, but Von Miller did not practice today. Here's Sean McDermott on other injury updates and um, player statuses heading into Kansas City. All right, so Dawson Knox, uh, we're going to open up his practice window starting today, as well as Kair Elam, uh, Dane Jackson, uh, and I should mention uh, your, your, your follow-up question to those two is, are they going to play? We're going to take it one day at a time. Uh, with both of those guys. Uh, Dane Jackson, clear concussion protocol. Taylor Rapp had the neck. He'll return to practice full today. Um, and then Von Miller is on a veteran rest day today, really getting him back to um, his routine that we, uh, that we worked at together last year. I'm trying to replicate that now that we have moved ahead a little bit in term, just in terms of um, days on the calendar. So... Um, and this was this was planned previous to to obviously uh, right. the latest happenings here. So uh, <laughs> ding, they are separate ding, separate ding. situations altogether. So uh, with that, I'll turn it over to you with your questions. You did say Taylor Rapp is full, Coach. I'm yes. Sorry. Thank yeah. You. Thank you. And then Vaughn will practice full tomorrow. Okay. All right. So there. Okay. Then McDermott clarifying there. Um, the official report just came out to everybody practicing full except for Miller today. Okay. So that was planned before everything, though, right. based on the calendar and the days that have advanced, I think is what he said. Something like that. <laughs> like, we should play that again. <laughs> the calendar where, where, the days of it. <laughs> where is it? What, what are you actually saying there, coach? Um, all right. So we are uh, one day closer to the week and one day closer to Bill's Chiefs. You'll be able to hear the action Sunday afternoon. Our pregame coverage gets underway at 12 noon. And because it's Chiefs week, Chiefs week, it is a special week. We will be taking the show live Friday afternoon. I'm going to put this in your, in your calendar. Make a little note in your phone to join Gino and I at Three Heads Brewing on Atlantic Avenue in the neighborhood of the arts for Friday football talk live. We'll be there from three until six. We'll have some special guests stopping by. And, of course, all of our regulars love hanging out with you. Uh, love our friends at Three Heads for hosting us once again for a Friday Football Talk Live. We can share a cold one and maybe a win or two. Don't tease me, Three Heads. If you've got the sprucifer on tap, you know your boy's mm-hmm. going to be in, 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 you know, indulging a little bit there. So I Look, I would love to have the Nighthawks Hazy IPA as well. Now that, Such that, a hit. Yeah, the Nighthawks are heading to Saskatchewan, so they're not going to be able to mm. come over and try it with us, but you, the Nighthawk fan, can come on yeah, over. An absolute hit. So we'll be looking for you. That's Friday afternoon starting at 3 o'clock. Three Heads Brewing on Atlantic Avenue in the neighborhood of the arts. Friday Football Talk Live with the Sports Bar, Danger, and Pataglia. Next we get into some Week 14 winners in the NFL. We talk some college football playoff with Odyssey Sports betting insider and the host of BetQL's Send It In. Stand by for PJ Glasser on the fan. You're listening to the Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. On 95 CS Sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The Fan Rochester Sports Update. Tom Miller did not participate in practice today. Just a veteran's day of rest. He is scheduled to practice tomorrow. For now, things are status quo for the defender's status as the investigation continues in Dallas. Head coach Sean McDermott says, asked if the investigation, Miller, will prevent him from playing on Sunday. I'd start by saying those are separate to be to start. Um, and I think that's important that they stay there. Um, but every situation is a little bit different. The line has moved on this game. Kansas City now a one-and-a-half-point favorite. What does that mean? We'll get the thoughts of our expert, P.J. Glasser, the host of Send It In on the BeckQL Network. He'll join us next year in the sports bar. Sabres lost their fourth in a row last night to Detroit. They're in Boston tomorrow. Uka Pekalukinen remains ill, so Devin Levi remaining up with the Sabres. Gene Taglin, the sports leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950. The Fan Rochester. They've raised the bar on Rochester Sports Talk. You're in the sports bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan, Rochester. We're going against a heck of an opponent at their place, Super Bowl uh, champs. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a great challenge. We're going to have to play for a whole game. We're going to have to play really well and sustain our level of play. Um, for four quarters or however long uh, it goes. Bills head coach Sean McDermott, it's Chiefs week. We'll talk about that and other NFL action as week 14 gets underway tomorrow night. He is the host of Send It In and Odyssey Sports betting insider PJ Glasser. Insider calls presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. And PJ, I think it's only fair you come into the sports bar every week. We forced you to give us a name in a Baltimore accent. You had Gino on your show earlier today. Did you ask him uh, about the PGA's John Rom while you had him on just to get him to give you a Western New York accent in return? Yeah, there's plenty of names like that where PJ probably doesn't know this story. PJ, for years, I was just, before he became big, I was like, hey, what about John Ram? It's not John Ram. Yeah, I remember you guys saying that. No, unfortunately, no John Rom talk today, um, guys. But I want to know how Buffalo is going to stop this Kansas City running back who's been really good for the Chiefs this season. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. You know, I'm not talking Jarek McKinnon. I'm talking Isaiah Pacheco. And if Buffalo is going to be able to keep him intact this weekend. He's coming off of, uh, what do you have, an injury in last week? What was his uh, What was his deal late in that game? No, did he get suspended? Did he get ejected? What What was Pacheco's deal at the end of the Green Bay game? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah be- I, 
Yeah, I can't. Uh, I, I can't. I can't remember what the end of uh, the game was. Oh yeah, he threw a punch. That's right. That's on right. That pick. Isaiah Pacheco, good one, PJ. Great yeah. pull, and we're off and running with PJ Glasser, the host of BetQL's. Send it in. And before we talk NFL, PJ, we spent so much time this week, uh, this year, uh, talking college football with you, and you've given us our fair share of winners week in and week out this season. I don't know, man. I mean, this weekend was nuts. It's something like we'd never seen for the college football playoff that that's upcoming, and I. I I'm of the belief that two things can be true, that the college football playoff committee got it right and that Florida State absolutely got screwed. 100%. Daniel, you took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say the exact same thing. I think both things are true, right? Florida State won all their games. They're an undefeated team. They, they deserve to be in. But, again, if you go by the committee's guidelines, and they have been telling us for the last decade that they are going to put the four best teams in and it doesn't felt like, and it doesn't feel like they've always done that. And you just watched that game against Louisville guys on Saturday. Obviously, you watched the SEC championship. And, you know, if you want to make the argument that maybe Florida State could have been competitive with the backup quarterback and with how good their defense is, maybe that's true. But I think most would agree that Alabama certainly looks like the better team. So it sucks for Florida State. If Travis was healthy, they obviously would be in the playoff. But, we got two elite matchups, guys. I can't remember a time where we've entered the playoff, and you could ask four different people who's going to win the title, and I think you, you could get four different answers, and it's going to make for two awesome games. I can't wait. Yeah, and, and this is a really fun time of year for people to love action, PJ. And before we ask you about, well, all these other bowl games that I'm sure there might be some value in, what about the two playoff games here? Is there anything to be said for putting things down now on Michigan, Alabama, and certainly Texas and Washington? How do you view these two matchups? Gene, I like Bama in the Rose Bowl against uh, against Michigan. I've just I've seen this movie before. The last two times Nick Saban has lost a home game, Bama has gone on to win the national championship. They obviously lost to Texas earlier this year. And maybe they just got that, that team of destiny feel to them, the 4th and 31 against Auburn. You end Georgia's 29-game losing streak. You find yourself into the playoff, and now you have a chance to play Michigan and then maybe get a revenge against Texas or something like that. But I just I like the way Milrose playing, guys. He's taking care of the football. They're running the ball well. Their offensive line's protecting, um, and their defense is very good. Both teams have two really good offensive lines. To me, it's going to come down to the quarterbacks and how they play. You know, McCarthy's kind of been on cruise control. Michigan hasn't really needed him to win them a game yet this year. He's going to need to do that. He's going to need to play the best game probably he's had as a Wolverine if they want to win this one. And then we'll see if Michigan's secondary can hold up against Bama's passing attack. But I like the tide in that game. And then I love the over in Texas and Washington, 64 and a half. Obviously, Washington, with their passing attack, their three receivers, Penix, you give him a month to try and get healthy. And, I mean, the last two times we've seen Texas against Texas Tech and Oak State, Ewers looks healthy. Their receivers are awesome. Sarks, in my opinion, the best play caller in the game. That's going to be on a fast track in the Sugar Bowl in New Orleans on the turf. So I don't think they can set that total high enough. I like the over in Texas. Washington, I like Bam in the Rose Bowl. And PJ, were you surprised at the outcome of the Pac-12 championship? Because going into that game, knowing that Oregon was favored the way they were, I mean, the, the disrespect on an undefeated Washington team going into that game and a guy in Penix who's probably going to win the Heisman Trophy. Did that outcome surprise you a little bit from Friday night? 
I wasn't surprised that they won danger. I would say I was surprised that the spread got as high as it did. You know, like nine and a half, ten. I mean, that's a lot of points, right? I could have seen seven, seven and a half. But once it was nine and a half, ten, I thought that was too many. Um, Washington, I kept saying it. I just thought that they were this year's TCU. They've won nine straight games now by ten or less points. And it's not always pretty. They probably don't deserve to win some of these games, but they just keep winning and they're undefeated and you know I know Texas is rolling I know a lot of people are going to like them to win that game but it's tough for me in college football when we get these teams it feels like every year that are undefeated they're having these magical seasons they probably should have lost a couple games and they just only we saw with TC last year they upset Michigan so it, it would be tough for me to bet against Washington in that game against Texas. So we have 10 days from today, PJ, the beginning of the bowl season. So many games, so many options here. What jumps out at you? So, guys, there are three I'll give you right off the bat. The first one is Troy and Duke. I like Troy at minus seven. There are certain things when you look for when you're handicapping bowls. Obviously, the the first thing and the word that people will hear over the next month is motivation. And for Duke, Obviously, what's their motivation in this bowl? But also, they're going to be without their head coach, our friend Mike Elko, who's off of Texas A&M. <laughs> and then Riley Leonard will also not be there as well. Troy went 11-2, and two, guys. You know, they had a great year. They won the Sun Belt. They get to go up against the Power 5 team. And that bowl game is in Birmingham. Troy is in Alabama, so they're going to have a huge fan contingency. I like Troy minus the seven. Love Arizona in the uh, in the Alamo Bowl against Oklahoma, minus three and a half. Zona's got a chance to win 10 games for the first time in forever. Dylan Gabriel, the Oklahoma quarterback, is in the transfer portal. And we're just going to get a highly motivated Arizona team who, by the way, is like one of the hottest teams in college football. They won like seven games in a row. So love Arizona in that game. And then I like Missouri in a uh, minus one and a half against Ohio State. They actually opened as six-and-a-half-point dogs in that game in the Cotton Bowl against Mizzou. Now they're one-and-a-half-point dogs. I love the Tigers, guys. First New Year's Six Bowl in the history for Missouri football. Only two losses this year were to Georgia and LSU. They're a really good team. And for Ohio State, no Kyle McCord, no Marvin Harrison. They're going to have other guys that sat out. You lost to Michigan for the third year in a row. You thought you had a chance at playing for playing in the playoff, playing in the title game, and now you got to turn around and you got to play in the Cotton Bowl. So I don't think Ohio State's going to be very motivated. Missouri's going to treat this like their Super Bowl. Love Mizzou, uh, minus one and a half. PJ Glasser's the host of BetQL. Send it in, and he's stopping by the sports bar here to give us some winners, not just for college football bowl season, but also for week 14 in the NFL, which gets underway tomorrow night and this is an Iowa type of uh, over under that we're looking at here between the uh, the Patriots and the Steelers I, I think I got it at 30 and a half on on FanDuel Ooh. PJ and I'm still going under safe play to assume that that's going to be under 30 30 and a half yeah I mean that's the only way I could go danger no chance I'm betting the under I would actually look at the Patriots team total under that's the way that I would attack that to 12 and a half like how are the Patriots getting <laughs> double digits in this game that just feels way too high right Bailey Zappi short week going on the road playing against that Steelers defense I just in a prime time game like that guys their last couple games what they have done offensively zero against the Chargers seven against the Giants six against the Colts in Indianapolis they haven't scored 
over uh, 10 points in a month. I don't think they're going to start with this game against Pittsburgh. So my favorite play is that team total under for the Patriots, 12 and a half. We're talking to PJ Glasser, your host of uh, Send It In on the BetQL Network. Uh, before we get to the, the the main entree here for our audience, that being Chiefs Bills, and you and I talked about that earlier today. What about this uh, Rams Ravens matchup? The Rams getting seven points, and it's a team that's just kind of hanging around there in the NFC playoff position. Is this finally the time where the Rams just kind of assert themselves, or are we ready? Is Baltimore ready to knock them back to the West Coast here, PJ? Gene, for me, this is a real easy handicap. Lamar Jackson is 18-1 and in his career against the NFC. We've seen him at home already this season against two NFC teams in the Lions and the Seahawks. Those games were blowouts. They weren't even close. This is what Lamar, this is what the Ravens do when they play NFC teams. They're coming off a bye week, so they're, they're healthy, they're rested, and it's going to be bad weather in Baltimore on Sunday. They're calling for some rain, some wind. We're getting Los Angeles, who has to come in, play a 10 a.m. local kick, warm weather dome team playing outside in some nasty conditions. Ravens obviously want to run the football, so the conditions favors them, the spot favors them, and Lamar's track record against the NFC favors them. So getting that flat seven, I think, is a great number. I like Baltimore on Sunday. Uh, admittedly, I'm a Bears fan, and so I want to be careful with how uh, I ask you about the Bears and the Lions, but I feel like Bears plus four might actually be okay given the turnover machine that has become the Detroit Lions and how close these two teams played each other just a couple of weeks ago. Now in Chicago, your thoughts on this Lions-Bears matchup, PJ? Yeah, Danger, I'm with you. I like your Bears plus four. So again, guys, things that people have to keep an eye on this weekend, there are going to be a ton of games affected by weather, right? So that Ravens-Rams game I touched on, the Jags-Browns game, Colts-Bengals, you're going to have some games where it's going to be nasty, it's going to be rainy, it's going to be cold, and it might be the worst in Chicago. And we know the Lions don't like it that way. They want to be indoors. They want Jared Goff comfortable. They don't want him in these games where he's got to deal with elements that are out of his control. And if the elements are bad, the Lions have a good offensive line. They like to run the ball anyways. Problem is, that's the strength of the Bears' defense. They have a pretty good run, D. Fields is back. He always runs all over the Lions to begin with, and that's probably what he's going to need to do in this game. So I think the bad conditions favor Chicago. You mentioned they should have won that game against Detroit. Uh, about three weeks ago. So I, I like the Bears plus the four in this spot. I think they're going to play them tough. I'd maybe even take the money line. I think there's a chance maybe they win it outright. All right. So I'm looking at the weather forecast right now for the Meadowlands where the Jets will be four point. Uh, they're getting four points against the the Texans. Who would have thought the Texans would be favored? Uh, but this is where the NFL is. The Jets going back to Zach Wilson. So with this being uh, another crappy weather game here, are the Texans mature enough to cover the spread here, PJ? All about the spot, gentlemen. Think about the last two games for the Texans, right? Home games against the Jags and the Broncos. Two monster games with playoff implications, division implications. You get the split. I mean, you could see how fired up their sideline was. D'Amico Ryans was after that stand against the Broncos at the end of the game. Now you got to turn around. You got to you got to go to New York. You got to play in the Meadowlands again. The weather's not going to be good, and we have seen quarterbacks all year struggle against that Jets defense on the road. So Stroud's had an incredible year, but with the conditions and the spot, 
I just is the hold your nose special, fellas, but it could only be the Jets or pass for me. I know it's no fun back in the Jets. They're not going to score you many points, but it's it's got to be New York or pass for me. This is the spot. This line's come down from six and a half to four. We know the public's not betting the Jets. That's sharp money that's bringing that line down. So the Jets are the right side. I think they force some turnovers. They score just enough to keep us within that number. All right, before we talk about the passing pies on on Monday night, let's talk about the game we've spent our time talking about all week long, and that's in the late afternoon window on Sunday afternoon with the Bills traveling to the Chiefs. You and Gino had a conversation about it on Send It In earlier today. Yeah, it was basically kind of opened up. Wait a second, the line, and I didn't realize it. It was at two and a half. Now, PJ pointed out it's at one and a half in some spots. And it said, look, this looks too odd. It's saying, hey, come on in, bet on the Chiefs. They're at home. You don't hardly have to give up anything. And PJ, did I ask you the question? Does that look suspicious to you? Oh, it does. It does, Gene. And maybe you bet the Bills in the first half like, you know, you did it like they would have covered against Philadelphia. I just, look, I don't have to tell you guys. I mean, the Bills just in these one-score games, especially when they go up against good teams, with quarterbacks on the other side that find ways to win these games late. I just, I have a hard time taking them on the road in these kinds of games when the spread's that low. So you're right, Gene, the spread, I mean, the numbers are 100% telling you that Buffalo's the side in this game. They're coming off a bye. It should be a good spot for them. Another must win. Kansas City's coming off a tough game in prime time against the Packers, looking to rebound, but both teams with so much to play for. Buffalo obviously fights for their playoff lives. Kansas City trying to get the one seed. I just, if you're giving me Mahomes under a field goal and it, at this point, essentially a pick 'em. I'm going to take the Chiefs to win that game. All right, Monday night doubleheader, one of the two games on Monday night we wanted to talk to you about. It's uh, Tommy DeVito, Tommy Cutlets. Hey, hey, he's going to win because he's Italian. That's the side I'm taking, PJ. Tommy Cutlets because he's Italian. But you got Jordan Love coming in, the Packers, and the Packers are playing out of their mind right now. Which side you lean here? Guys, I think it's a great sell-high spot on Green Bay. Two great wins the last couple weeks against the Lions on Thanksgiving, then against the Chiefs in prime time, right? Jordan Love's playing awesome. The Packers are in the playoffs if it started today. Now you got to go on the road. You got to play our guy DeVito on Monday night. I would buy the Giants up to seven. I'd take New York. I don't understand why the Giants are still trying to win all these games, but that's what they're doing. They won their last two. I don't know if they beat Green Bay this week, but I certainly think they can hang around and keep it close. So, I mean, the Packers, you, you couldn't you couldn't buy any higher on Green Bay right now with the last two opponents that they've beaten, how good they've looked doing it with the whole world watching. So, I, uh, I'm going to take the Giants in this spot at home as home dogs. Yeah, PJ, I want to get your thoughts here on the MVP race. And it came up in this context because, uh, you know, Brock Purdy is one of the favorites right now. But I'm going to make the argument that Christian McCaffrey is actually the MVP of that offense. And he's at plus 2,500. So could the MVP actually go to a non-quarterback here in the year 2023? And I, are, are we coming back on Monday saying after getting by Philadelphia, would Dak Prescott be the MVP uh, leader at that point? Your, your thoughts, is there any value right now in the MVP race? I mean, I think there is. It's, it's one of the most fascinating MVP races I can remember just because, Gene, like you said, it feels like for the first time in a while, like maybe a position player can win it. Maybe McCaffrey or Tyree Kill can win. But what also makes it so good is that these teams are going to play each other down the stretch, right? So 
Lamar, Tua, Mahomes, Hurts, Purdy, and Prescott, those those seven, six guys are kind of the quarterbacks in the conversation. Well, Lamar plays Brock Purdy on Christmas Day. Lamar also plays two in the Dolphins the second to last week of the season. Ravens and Niners might be the battle of the two best teams in the league. Ravens and Dolphins might be the battle for the one seed in the AFC. Obviously, Mahomes is a big game against Buffalo this week. Purdy's already beaten Dak and Hurts. Uh, Dak and Jalen play this week. So I-, I think it's really fascinating. Purdy would be my bet just because the Niners, when they are healthy on offense, are, are a machine and nobody can beat them. Nobody can even come close to beating them. So he's playing great. The Niners are putting up a ton of points. I would say the value would be on Tua just because four of the last five games for the Dolphins are at home and they're not playing great teams. And we know what the Dolphins tend to do against bad teams. And if they do get that number one seed, I think he'll have a chance of winning it. But as of right now, guys, if I had a bet, he's beaten Dallas and the Eagles head-to-head. He's looked good doing it. I'm going to take Brock Purdy as of, as of today to be my play. Are we completely dismissing the idea that a running back can win MVP in the in today's NFL? Because I, I think Peterson might have been the last yes, running correct. back, right? Yeah, 2017, yeah. And, and to think about what he did that season and what McCaffrey is doing this season, I mean, what would McCaffrey have to do that he hasn't already done to at least be in that conversation of a non-quarterback who should be considered for MVP. That's the thing. I, I don't know what he could do. It just feels like at this point we've gotten to the MVPs going to a quarterback and the offensive player of the year is going to a running back or a receiver, which shouldn't be the case because, I mean, you guys are right. Like, what more does he have to do? He scores a touchdown just about every game. He's so dynamic running and receiving the, uh, with the football. I, I just... I don't know. I agree with you that I think it should almost be him over Purdy, but the odds and just the track record and the way the league's trending, and it just seems like at this point, guys, we're giving the MVP to the quarterback of the best team, and that's why at this point I, I kind of feel like it's going to go to Brock Purdy, but man, I would, I would love to see it going to McCaffrey because if he keeps going at the pace he's going, I mean, the guy scores a touchdown every game as a running back. Like He absolutely deserves to win the award if he does that. Well, when uh, Isaiah Pacheco gets in the end zone on Sunday, PJ, we'll be thinking of you, bud. I appreciate that. Yeah. Guys, and I so badly wanted to talk about Jalen Milrow in the Rose Bowl, but we didn't get there. So we have to settle for Pacheco. But we got time until the Rose Bowl. We do. We do. Let's let's not spend it all in one place, PJ. We'll be back again next week with some more plays and we'll get closer to that that, uh, New Year's Day of bliss when we'll have a a lot of great college football action and of course uh, Week 15 action when we talk to you next week as well. Appreciate the time. We'll be checking you out on uh, on the app with uh, Send It In. You guys are the best. Thanks, guys. There he is. PJ Glasser, the host of Send It In, Odyssey Sports betting insider, insider calls presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Tua is at plus 850 for the MVP, and he's right. If the Dolphins beat the Cowboys and the Ravens and the Buffalo Bills and they ascend to the top seed, sure, you're asking the Dolphins to beat a, a team with a winning record. It's asking a lot. It's asking a lot. Yeah, uh, yeah. It feels like Purdy right now. It feels like Purdy. It shouldn't be Purdy. I'd say McCaffrey. <clears throat> I'm is with the you. Yes. I'm with you on that. And McCaffrey will be your offensive player 
of the year if it's not Tyreek Hill. I mean, ultimately, it'll come down to who's who's delivering more of a record-breaking performance because they're both doing things that are just eye-popping, and, and you really can't believe that a running back or a wide receiver can do some of the things that these guys do consistently week in and week out. It's been special. Well, the way I see it, and because Philadelphia kind of in a tailspin here i see finally dallas getting over on philadelphia it's a regular season game mind you and that's where we're going to come back on monday it's going to be the coronation of dak prescott is your mvp here come the cowboys and maybe this year ends up differently for dallas or maybe i'm completely off base danger that dallas does their traditional december kind of fade away well i think if you were to poll cowboy fans most of them would say we're waiting for it we're waiting for the meltdown we're waiting for the game that is the letdown, the, the game that is the disappointment. You saw I it earlier this so. year. Dude, I think Cowboy fan is a lot like Bills fan, meaning they're blind to all that. Mm. Yeah, they're like, no, this is it. This is it. And then when it happens, it's like, hey, you should have known. Let me ask you a question since we're talking about the Cowboys. If you needed an appendectomy, how long are you on the shelf for? <sighs> I, well, I don't we're know. Talk, what, we're talking that it's not bursting, right? Like, no, you need I, the surgery. You need to get that thing removed. You have to have your appendix removed. Removed, but it didn't burst because, like, if you burst, you're in the hospital, right? Yeah, yeah a, you a burst. Yeah, that's life threatening in yeah, some no, cases. No, no, no. Yeah, like ah, a week. You need a week. Two weeks. Like I, I think that would. Why you see my future here? No, yeah. Mike McCarthy went in for an appendectomy. Whoa, today. Oh, I didn't know that. And he's going to coach on Sunday. <laughs> Football guys, man. Just different, different breeds. Appendectomy today on the sideline Sunday. Sorry, coach. Not me. Nope. Can't do it. I need a little bit more time. I'm going to be holed up in a hospital bed and, and you're, you're, you're removing uh, my appendix. Yeah, I'm going to milk that a little bit. Not McCarthy. They'll be out there all jaundiced and stitched up on Sunday. Who was the coach? It was Hugh Freeze. He was the coach of Liberty. Yeah. He played against Syracuse. They lost 21 nothing, but he's up in the press That's box right. in a hospital bed That's with right. a headset on. They brought him into the stadium in a hospital bed. I remember that. That's right. These guys are just wired differently. It's a little weird. A lot uh, weird. We're going to take a break. Come back. Uh, Dan Fates, 13 Wham Sports. We'll talk uh, Bill's. And Chiefs as uh, Fates at practice today in Orchard Park. On his way back from practice in Orchard Park, he joins us here right around 425 in the sports bar with Danger and Bataglia. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. It's Mike Danger for FanDuel Sportsbook, official partner of 95.7 The Fan. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. You've got a wide range of betting options, everything from spreads to player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Mike, M-I-K-E, FanDuel.com slash Mike to kick off the NFL season with me on FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and physically present in New York. First online real money way. Wager only. $5 pre-game money line wager required. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. For help with a gambling problem, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. You're listening to the Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. On 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan Rochester. 
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.